morning. How are we doing? Praise God. Well, good? Sure? All right, can we lift our hands? Praise God. Hallelujah. We love you. 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 And we thank you. We praise you. There's no one, no one as important in our lives as you. Nobody. No one in all our lives is as important as you. No one compares. No one competes. Nothing compares. Nothing competes. Nobody. Nothing. Nothing. We honor you now and always. We love you now and always. We refer you now and always. You are Lord. You we follow, you we trust. You lead, we follow. You instruct, we act. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. All right. Well, good, Abby. All right. My wife is at Ijebu Church this morning, so I'm sure they're having a great time there. And we're having a great time here. It's been it's a rich atmosphere. Sure you guys noticed. It's been rich when I walked in. It's just been beautiful. It's... All right, please sit there. Thank you. Glory to God. So we've been, we've been talking about being led by the Spirit. I, I have this Sunday, and then we'll be together again next Sunday. So, You still have your U versions, right? All right. Romans 8.14. Romans 8.14. Romans 8.14. What does it say? Again, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the all right, so let's go to the Passion Translation. Same Romans 8, 14. Romans 8, 14. You're there, right? Okay, Passion, what does it say? Come on, guys, Passion, have you found it? All right, let's read together. Want to go? The mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Ghost. Are you sure you found it? Are you using U version or you're using something else? U version. So once you find your KJV or whichever one you're using. Um, okay, so two things. One you could do is completely change your translation by clicking where you have your KJV or whatever it is up there. Then it, what do they call that thing? Down. It brings something down. Drop down. Then you select what you want. Okay, so I think sometimes the mistake is because I say passion translation, so you might be looking for P. It's T. Yeah, B patch. So I get to say passion. So sorry if I created anything there. So it's the passion. So it's TPT. So you could look for TPT and then you find it. All right. Um, so you could either do the drop down thing or you just.
click whatever verse and then go to compare at the bottom, you find it. This will be useful even when you read your Proverbs. You could decide to do like two translations per day. So maybe you do New King James or NLT in the morning and then some other thing in the evening. And trust me, if you read a chapter of the book of Proverbs, that book deals with a lot though. It will help us if we just give it attention. And that's why I like the last verse there, 33rd verse. You know, you know, wisdom is the principal thing. Then you get wisdom in all you're getting. You get understanding. You see that when you get to chapter 4. There's something just so super about walking in wisdom. There's something super about it. Super. We, we, can't, we can't neglect it. So if every one of us will give attention one chapter every day. I know we have a list of things we're doing. I know you might have a Bible reading plan. This would not disturb it. This would add to it. This would build you on whatever else you're doing. All right, just one chapter per day. Now, there are 30 days in this month of November, and Proverbs is 31. So you're just squeezing one chapter somewhere. All right, maybe we'll do two on the very last day. I think it's simple, right? Serious. It talks about business. It talks about finance. It talks about working with God. It talks about marriage. It, it deals with a whole lot of stuff. Proverbs. Just read. All right? And read it in a translation you could easily understand. So don't necessarily do King James. All right? You could do New King James. All right? Maybe not necessarily King James. Then some verses that are not clear. All right? So what I'm saying is rather than now, you know, maybe read the whole of chapter 1, um, and then whole of chapter 1, many translations, you could now pick some verses and then check what it said about it. In other, and they're like, whoa, I didn't think I was going to get this much juice from it. And you, you'll get a whole lot. Really. So, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Passion translation tells us, the Passion translation tells us what? The mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the spirit so question is who is moving you what's moving you who's moving you what's moving you and like I asked the last time I came here the last two weeks prior to that and maybe I'll ask again for the past two weeks what's moved you the biggest decisions you've made in the last two weeks in the last four weeks what inspired it? The spirit, opportunity, finance, relationship. What? What? What inspired it? It's easy, and I, I've you know been around that a bit. So it's easy where you say, "Listen, I'm not going to do what anybody wants me to do," and it's fine. But make sure you add, "Neither will I do what I want to do." Did you hear me? I'll repeat myself. It's good to say, I will not do what anybody wants me to do. But please add, neither will I do what I want to do. Why? I will be led by who? Spirit of God. If the mature children are the ones that are led, I want God to say I'm mature. Come on, guys. Maturity is not who holds the mic. Maturity is who is led. Maturity is not the leader in church. The leader in church should be mature. But maturity is who is led. So as many as are led by the Spirit, these ones are mature. And three areas to gauge. Your love walk, your faith life, and the leadership of the Holy Ghost in your life. These are the three major areas that would always prove your level of maturity. Your love walk. How tolerant are you? What's the degree of patience you're walking in now? How much are you losing your level of imitation? Hope you notice what I'm doing is I'm picking 1 Corinthians 13 and I'm making statements from it. Love is patient, love is kind, love is not easily irritated. So, how is your patience level? Are you growing in patience? Or you're growing in impatience? 
Who is getting me now? Are you growing in patience or you are growing in impatience? Which are you growing in? Is your tolerance level increasing? Is your tolerance level reducing? You check. You know, something horrible happened to me sometime. You know, and then much later on my way out of it, the Holy Ghost said, you allowed your patience to sip out. And that happened. You thought you were patient, but you lost it. So, that's me. I know me. I can talk about me. I don't know you. So I can talk about you. Analyze your own self. Are you better at your patience level? How's your love work? Do you keep account of evil done to you? How is your own love work? I know mine. I gauge mine. You gauge yours. This is maturity. Next Sunday, we'll look at Hebrews 11. By faith, by faith, by faith. I mentioned it first Sunday I came. Well, maybe second Sunday. We'll look at it next Sunday. And Enoch walked with God. How did he do it? Enoch lived 65 years and gave birth to Methuselah. And after he gave birth to Methuselah, he lived for 300 years and he walked with God. Nobody here is 50. Enoch walked with God 300 years. 300. 300. Every day. Every single moment. And I love to picture a literal walking. Now, it doesn't mean every day there was a strolling, but I just like the picture in my head. Because Amos chapter 3, verse 3, two cannot walk together except they are in agreement. So that means Enoch must have been in agreement with God. Enoch, it's left. Yeah, obviously. Enoch, right. Oh, sure. Enoch. Enoch. No, Enoch. 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 He, he was in sync. You know, God enjoyed his company so much. Maybe, you know, like it must have happened to all of us at one time, you see a friend off, and then you get to the bus stop and the friend follows you back, right? And then you end up back at your house. You say, no, I have to follow you. Then you follow, you guys have been there, right? So may, maybe each time God shows up, because we don't have the picture with Enoch, but we have the picture with Abraham in Genesis 18. Alright? When Abraham and God took a walk. And God started telling Abraham, while walking, I want to do something. I have to tell you. And God started talking about Sodom and Gomorrah. That means there are things. Allow, let me phrase it this way. There are things on God's mind. He's looking for someone to talk to about it. When they sat at the house and God was eating asun. They had talked about Isaac. So God had talked about the one that directly concerned him. But now they were on a journey and God could talk about the one. So Abraham wasn't just a guy that wanted, this is what I want God, give me what I want, amen. And he walked, Abraham was with him. God, how far, which one is on your mind now? Let's, let's, let's talk about it. And God said, I want to do something. Let me juice you. Let me juice you. What else am I using my life to do? (laughs) What are you using your own life to do? Because it's easy to say, for thou hast created all things, and for your pleasure they are and were created. But I could sing it in worship time, but I wake up, and from when I hit the floor... So when I get back on the bed, I did my thing. Not his own thing. Not his own thing. Just that life of being led. I was listening to a pastor, Deboe message, you know, sometime back. Sometime like, really sometime back. But he made a statement there that touched me, and I felt, woo. And then, you know the way you can forget something you heard, and it comes back later so this thing came back. <laughs> but really, it's a challenge. 
Pastor Debe said usually before he leaves the house, he tries to find out from the Holy Ghost, so which route should I take to walk this morning? I'm like, you know no road. And I'm talking about 1970-something because the particular message I was listening to, he now made reference to when Muritella was killed. So that was 1976. So he said, while he was waiting on God to tell him what to do, he noticed he wasn't getting an answer from the Spirit. And he kept waiting. He wasn't getting an answer. Suddenly he noticed that there was noise on the street. He peeped and saw that children that had gone to school were back. So he asked, what happened? They said, there's cool. He said, ah, no, that the Holy Ghost didn't give me direction on where to pass this morning. I'm like, he was going to work. Work. That's office. Unilag. He was going to work. He still would find out, where should I pass that? He said, because the Holy Ghost helps him to miss traffic. To, I mean, on that, the person who counted your hair, don't you think it's important? It, every other part is important to him. He wants a relationship with me and you. He created us for a relationship. As many as we yield to the impulses, as many as will be moved by those nudgings of the Spirit. And it's not difficult. And like what he said, he's always speaking. It's also, it's us. He's always saying something. He's always saying something. All of God's children are led by the Spirit. But it's the mature ones that give more time to yield into the Spirit. Well, he, he speaks. For John 10, he said, my sheep hear my voice. So we are his sheep. We will always hear his voice. I choose to be led. Day in, day out. I choose to be led. I choose to be led. I choose to be led. Hmm? I choose to be led. Aren't you listening to something? I guess the leaders, you are aware of this topic. I've recommended this message over and over. That's keep more spirit-led life. It's 20 messages. It's not too much to listen to. I have three things I, I, I just picked out to add as um, resource material. And let's look at our text that right. we've been All using right. for some weeks now, talking about the spirit-led life. The spirit-led life. Spirit-led living. Let's read our text in verse 14, Romans 8. What does it say? For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Can sons of God, that means male sons and female sons, can they expect to be led by the Spirit of God? How many believe that would be a superior way of walking in life as opposed to being head-led, feeling-led? Emotion-led, circumstance-led, money-led. You do understand that many, many Christians are not spirit-led most of the time. That's already part of what I want you to hear, all right? So you're saying we get head-led, feeling-led, circumstance-led, money-led. Please listen. Sometimes when one preaches, people have this, um, is it inclusion now, exclusion? I think it's exclusion. This feeling of um, not just Nigerian message. No, being led by spirit is universal. But most of what I try to teach is universal. It's not. I, I, I went to a friend's church some time back, like three, four years ago, and I talked about eternal life, John 3 16. They maybe hugged me or whatever I did after the service. They said, it's simple. Anybody can get it. He said, even the rich guy who wants to hear what you just said. Because you talked about what God came to give everybody. Not, do you understand what I'm saying? It's eternal life. It's, it's universal. Everybody needs it. So please, I, I paused to catch your attention. Please listen. They leave towns. They move. They leave churches. They relocate solely because of a money raise. Did you hear me? Is that being spirit-led? That's being money-led, right? Ministers, 
take churches, leave churches, have meetings, go to churches, refuse meetings solely on what they think they might get. Money led. People uh, leave businesses. They leave places of employment because somebody hurt their feelings. Is that being spirit led? What is that being? What's leading them? Feeling led, right? Emotion led. And that's why the enemy is so successful in getting people out of their place and out of the will of God because they'll follow all kind of stuff instead of the leading of the Lord. But not here at Faith Life Church. (laughs) Here at Faith Life, we believe in being spirit led every day. Every day. Uh, some of the ministers had asked Phyllis, you know, we was down at the minister's conference, and, you know, the Lord's helped her. She's lost 50-something pounds. And they asked her, you know, what would you do? What diet did you go on? And what'd you? She said, I tried all kind of stuff, and it didn't work. For she said, I'm on the spirit-led diet. <laughs> spirit-led every day. If the Lord leads me to stop, I stop. He leads me to do this. I do. How many understand the Lord will lead you out of every problem into total victory if you'll follow him. He'll lead you out of debt into plenty. He'll lead you out of defeat into victory. He'll lead you out of marriage, uh, you know, hell into marriage bliss. If both people would follow him. Right? He knows where to go if you know how to follow. Thanks. Simple. We'll play the other one. Simple. You know, so someone could say this and yeah, I've, I've Pastor X, so life is tough. Doesn't mean we should be led by feelings. And trust me, being led by feelings never gives birth to something great. Check your own self. I've checked mine. I can answer for me. I can't answer for you. But check. Never gives birth to something great. Flesh only gives birth to more flesh. Do you understand what I'm saying? Galatians chapter 6. So we'll go to that Jeremiah soon. Now, in Galatians chapter 6, I'm assuming you're using whatever version you're using. Verse 8. For he who sows to the flesh will do what? Rip. Are you there? Galatians 6 verse 8, right? For he who sows where? To his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap what? Everlasting life. Whoever sows to the flesh. NLT says those who live only. Maybe check. NLT. 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 What does it say? Let's go. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. Those who live to please the spirit will harvest everlasting life from the spirit, listen, flesh will only give birth to more flesh. So I'm mad at you, you're mad at me. If nobody stops it, we're going to continue. Then I say something wrong. Then you say something wrong. Then I say, someone should stop it. Flesh will only give birth to more flesh. Then I'm mad and I make a decision out of being mad. And this is the trick. We end up justifying it. Didn't you see what they did? Didn't you hear what they said? They are not the ones to lead you. Irrespective. It never turned out right. Once again, I can speak for myself. You speak for yourself. Can we choose to be led by the Spirit? Can we choose to be led? Is it comfortable? No. You could be so in need of money or favor. Someone is willing to give it to you and the Holy Ghost says, no. If you don't settle in your heart that God loves you, you're going to have a problem with the leadership of the Spirit. Maybe I need to say that again. If you do not settle in your heart that God loves you, you will likely have a problem with being led by the Spirit. I've told you guys a story before when God spoke to me that I should go to Jebusar Church there. It, it looked, I mean, the, the devil came in and was going to capitalize on it. God is sending you to where, I mean, I've shared the stories, some of you know it. God is sending you to where they're going to forget you. Nobody will remember your nothing. 
God is sending you to where your life will end. And the devil tried using that to torment me. And it was real. It continued for days. But I knew this wasn't God. And I'm like, no, that's all God is doing to me. But it continued. Till one day, within, you know, how many days, Jeremiah 29, 11 just showed up in my heart like I didn't know Jeremiah 29, 11. But that's the comfort of the Holy Ghost. That's when, he, that's a helper. It just rose up in me. God knows the thoughts he thinks towards you. Not of peace, but, I mean, not of evil, but of good to do you, I mean, to do you good, to give you an expected end. Like, like, you know, what you call light bulb. End, over. That in Jebu, I will go there. Rest again now, history. But if it was money, many things we wouldn't do. First job I got after school, I worked in Kingsworth. My family needed money. We've had so much financial issues, guys, before that we've had to collect Gary from the neighbor in the other compound. All right? Me, my mom, my brother, my sister. From the guy in the other compound. Business was bad. Everything was horrible. Alright? My brother came home. They had like one break or something. He didn't have money to go back home. His friends in school had to put money together. To send someone with a one-way money trip to look for our house. They had to find house address in the class book or something. Exam was about to start. The guy got to our house and said, exam is starting on Monday. To have money to even send the guy back, we didn't have. I've been there. Then you get out of school and God says, don't work anywhere. Get a job in ministry, 2K per month. Is God wicked? No. If you don't understand the love of God, you'll be money-led. No member of my family died because I, I, I decided to follow God. Everybody's fine. And everybody's happy today that I followed God that time. Everybody's fine. I've told you guys how I've walked before now from Ogba to Abuli Agba. I wasn't a student. I was a graduate. And I was doing the will of God. One of our senior ministers, CEC member, I remember he told me then. He said, just came out of school. Get a job. Don't work in church. I mean, it's like one of the leaders here telling you that. You would, ah, am I not hearing God? But I wasn't confused. I knew what God told me. It's 20 years later. That person respects me, seriously. I'm not saying respect. I don't know. I'm just saying, at the end of the day, people will honor you because it's shown over time. I had to make a decision recently and I told a few senior ministers and every one of them I told, one way or the other, paraphrase, summary, Rex, any, when you say God speaks to you, I don't have a problem with it, so I believe you know what you're doing. I like that trust. But it came out of fire <laughs> and rain. It came out of you saying God spoke when it looked like God didn't speak. Came out of fire and rain. I need you to be led. Listen. Come, please. This is, let me say I'm God and he's you. He wants to take your hand and lead you. Now, try like not to go. Don't Don't make it difficult. Question is, don't you trust him? Some of you don't even have time to talk to him, to ask him. Then some of us ask him, we don't have the patience to wait for the answer. We're like, go, 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 go. three minutes, no answer, let's go, let's go. He knows the road though. He knows the shortcut, he knows the long one, he knows, he knows everything. He knows one that begins smooth, but there's a ditch at the end. There's no road. He, he knows everything. And he just wants to lead you. Just. That's like the easiest thing that you have in all our lives. Being led. Be led. 
you know. But he can't be saying A. And then you just, No. Play the first one. You're learning, have you? Hope he's entering. He wants to lead you. Would you turn with me this morning to scripture that we've been looking at for the last several Sunday mornings? Uh, Romans, the eighth chapter. Romans chapter 8. We've been talking about the Spirit-led life. And I don't think I'm released from that yet. We're, we camp on that. This is absolutely one of the most important things you will ever learn in life is how to be led, guided, directed by the Holy Spirit. You understand, if you were always led by the Spirit, you'd never miss it. If you were led by the Spirit in every investment you made, you'd never lose any money. Did you know that? You say, well, I've lost some money. Yeah, because you weren't led. Did you hear me? If you were always led by the Spirit, you wouldn't stick your foot in your mouth. (laughs) And it's true. And cause trouble with your relatives or family members. You wouldn't have three-day cold wars with your spouse. If you were led by the Spirit instead of the flesh. Christians should have the greatest advantage over non-Christians. In all these areas, husbands and wives are are discussing something and it gets a little bit more tense. And something comes up for you to say and you know you ought not say it. And the Spirit of God checks you. No, shut up. Don't say that. But no, you got to say it. You got to say your piece. And then they say their deal. And it's three days of coldness. How many know that is absolutely unacceptable? Unacceptable behavior in Christians. You understand that opens the door to the devil to cause you problems in your finances? Opens the door to the devil to cause you problems in your kids? Did you hear me? Strife is the manifest presence of the evil one. That's why we have zero tolerance for strife in this church and in this ministry. None. Simple enough. Short and clear, right? Strife is the manifest presence of the evil one. But the trick, like I said earlier, is we always justify strife. Once again, I speak for myself, you speak for yourself. We always justify why we're angry, why we're not walking in love. We'd always, always, always justify, but he that sows to the flesh, you will reap from the flesh. The flesh never gives birth to anything good. Never, ever. Sometime back, I learned even to be patient when we're running out of time and we've not left the house. I learned this. I thought I used to be, and I realized, like I said, I speak for me. I wasn't as patient as I was supposed to, but later I had to. And I learned it in the most amazing way. When you finish filming and then there's no traffic, and God tells you, I could still get you there in good time. So filming doesn't solve it. I could still get you there in good time. Come on. Is it easy? No, but you learn. So I, I want to, and I want you to, because that's what God wants. I, I want me, me now. I want that each year I can say, ah, when I was a child, I thought as a child. I reasoned as a child. But now I put away. I, I want to keep each year looking at childish things and putting away. Because each year I want to match war more and more into that guy the Holy Ghost can say, yeah, that's my dude. Now, he lives in every one of us. But that intimate, active intimacy, that's my dude, that guy. If he hears a pin drop, he knows I'm saying something. That's me, that's, and that's why, and you know, I like him mentioning that again to us this morning, that your greatest testimony should be the increase in your walk with God. Your greatest testimony how developed are you? 
better than you were last year? Were you just the unmarried lady that wasn't hearing from God or the unmarried guy? You're not married, but you're still not really following God. Your love work is not better. You're just married. You were the broke guy not being led and broke guy that was just, and now you're just having money, but it's still you. God needs transformed people. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. Be, so it's not just after you being blessed. No, it's a transformation. It's a transformation. God would never have picked Mary. He checked her out first. Joseph, he checked him out. David, see what he said to Samuel. Samuel saw Eliab. He said, no, not him because I have rejected. Reject. It means I checked him out. I said, no, not this guy. Saul is currently showing me Pepe. I don't want anybody like Saul. Not this guy. And Saul, who chose Saul? God. So Saul was a great choice. But Saul decided not to let go of his reasoning and flesh. So he made himself a bad choice. And God regretted, repented. Come on. Let's grow now. Easy or difficult. Flesh will cry. But let's grow. Trick again. The same flesh that doesn't want you to grow would enjoy when you start getting the harvest of the things you did in the spirit. That same flesh. That same flesh. That's in flesh that was happy when we were screaming at your spouse or getting mad and then even the way someone drove past you on the highway, you now felt like just chasing the guy and being waka, shake a banza. Just drive off. Just, boy, you almost scratched my car. Almost. But didn't. Go, go. Go. Then try and overtake him. Then try to overtake you. Then try to tell him he's killing on red light and they catch you. Guy that you'd have left since you now have like to start settling someone like 145,000 or 220,000. That wasn't necessary money. You also need to dash the devil money for stupidity. There are many things we've allowed ourselves to get into that we don't have a business with. Just because we allow the flesh to get the better part of us. Once again, I don't know you, so I can't use you. I know me, I can use me. But flesh only gives birth to more flesh. And that's all it does. I, I, I want to fly and flow with God so free and with as much a light conscience as possible. I don't carry you in my heart, see what he did. And then I'm trying to flow with God. And I'm carrying 10 people with all the things they did to me. Has load lay aside every weight. Has unnecessary load in your relating with God. Too much load. Cast it aside. So let's be led. My note is full, but I'm just talking to you. Hope it's okay. <laughs> Once my time is off, I'll go. <laughs> my, note is, my note is plenty here. Okay, but let's read that, Jeremiah. Just a lesson on patience. Jeremiah 42 from verse 1. Jeremiah chapter 42 from verse 1. So I'm using the New King James. Jeremiah 42 from 1. Now all the captains of the forces, Johanan, the son of Karia, Jezaniah, the son of Oshiah, and all the people from the least to the greatest came near and said to Jeremiah the prophet, please let us, please watch this, let us petition, let our rather petition be acceptable to you and pray for us to the Lord your God for all these remnants since we are left, but a few of many, as you can see, that the Lord your God will show us the way in which we should walk and the things we should do. Verse 4, then Jeremiah the prophet said to him, said to them, I have heard, indeed, I will pray to the Lord your God concerning your words, and it shall be that whatever the Lord answers you, I will declare to you, and I'll keep nothing back from you. Verse 5, so... They said to Jeremiah, let the Lord be a true and faithful witness between us if we do not do according to everything which the Lord, your God, sends us by you, whether it be pleasing. Anybody noticing what they're committing themselves to here? Whatever God says, whether it's comfortable or not comfortable, we're going to do it. But let's, let's see it again. Verse, verse 5. 
So they said, let the Lord be a true and faithful witness between us. If we do not do according to everything which the Lord your God sends us by you, whether it is what? Pleasing or displeasing, we will obey the voice of the Lord our God to whom we send you, that it may be well with us when we obey the voice of the Lord our God. So when God speaks, whether comfortable or not, what do we do? Obey. Well, let's read on. And it happened after how many days? Ten days that the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. So even the prophet had to wait for a few days before he heard from God. Sometimes you still need patience. So when you are like, I talk to God now, now, I need an answer now, now, God could say, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Have I also had moments that I prayed and it looked like time was going and I changed prayer point? Yes. I'll confess that. So like I said, I know me so I could speak for me. I was praying about something. Picked it up like upper year first. Prayed maybe a week or two. Wasn't getting anything so I left it. Last year, I must have prayed about it twice. Wasn't getting anything so I left it. So during the lockdown, I said, Larry, there's lockdown. Sit down. Get an answer to this thing before lockdown is over. Sit down now. Because there's an answer. You start, you stop, you move. Because there are a list of other things I'm trying to pray about. And what I'm saying, you've anybody been there before? So a list of things you're praying about. So this one looks like it's taking my time. Let me move to the next one. So be patient. So I said, okay, Lord, however long. This one, I'll pray other things, but this one, we'll get an answer. And I got... I'm still running on the answer till now. But what if I shifted again? So the answer will be waiting for me, but I'll be taking steps in the flesh. I'll be taking steps in my idea, my reasoning. I'd love to, this is me, I'd love to, when I get to a moment of challenge, to be able to boldly say, God spoke. But I've been in cases where I couldn't say, and I know how weak I get in the face of a challenge when I'm not that certain of what's going on with me. You've heard me say that I ran out of Ijebu many times now. The opportunities are in front of me. One funny one like that, like 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. or what time was it itself? I was reading and, you know, <laughs> no lights. I was using this rechargeable lamp. If you still remember that red-looking thing with light and radio and all of that. As I hear sound in the roof. Horrible sound. It didn't sound like the normal sound. This one sounded something different. No way your mind started going, is it snake? Is it what? And then going, <laughs> oh dear Lord. And then everyone was now like, I turned off the lamp. Like, I, you know, when you're feeling like the thing has left the roof, it has landed on the floor, it's coming close to you now. I picked my leg, me, 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 picked my leg off the floor, put it on the chair. <laughs> I was looking at that door. I said, if that door opens, the kind of race I will run. And then I'm the only one in the house, and that's the only house on the streets. Chambora, you've been there. The next house is one Anglican Vicar's house. For when you followed me, it was fence. That time, no fence, nothing. It's bush, bush, tree, everything. Ah. It was serious. So I folded my legs, put off the lamp. Ah. Ah. All right, no, I didn't quote something. Three years. But suddenly, rose up from within me. God hasn't given you the spirit of bondage again to fear. I turned the lamp on, started walking around the house like where you did. Show your faith. Because God has not given us fear. If I ran that day, I might have been running till now. That's the truth. There might be no church. Because as at that time, church has not started. I've been struck by lightning before. Now, in that same image, Lightning kills people. I've been to a, an event before and lightning struck and someone died. In Ijebu. Lightning can kill, but not us. Not us. The thing picked me, ran down my feet, and fire came out. I said he picked the wrong day. Not today or not another day. Can't happen. I 
can give you, if I had run, I would have kept on running. But there's a confidence of I am in the right place. Did I have food? No. It wasn't food. Because Jesus said that the life of a man does not consist in the abundance of things he possesses. Jesus said. So, but understand that Jesus is not against possession now. He knows that these things are given for you to use. But it is not a definition of your life. I could have said, I'm not okay. And I know I'm where God wants you to be. But I don't have anything else. No, in this place of obedience, everything will start missing. Or how did you all come? I left the church. We had choir. I was pastoring people. They paid my rent. They foiled my car. Then I left the church. I left the rent. I left everything. I sold it. I everything. I ended up in zero. But God can pick you from zero. The same one in Genesis that saw darkness and restructured the system can pick your life and make it whatever it should be. Do you trust him? Do you trust him? Do you trust him? I was a 30-year-old guy. SOCC started when I was 30. Started January, became 30 July. I was a 30-year-old guy. No accommodation. I was squatting. I was 30-year-old staying when I was staying in Red Bridge. 30 years old. I've sold my car, so no car. Nothing. Not married. Yeah, the beautiful babe became my wife. But 30 years old. 30, 30 years old. Nobody remember to say happy birthday. I'm not sure I reminded them in Red Beach it was my birthday. No cake. Nobody brought cake. Nothing to cut. No social media then, so can't even say there was no So there was nothing. But this song who's passed out hundreds of people, you almost think anybody forgot, you know, you are where you should be. I had a blissful deal. I didn't... The life of a man doesn't consist of the abundance of things he possesses. Isaiah 48, 17, I will teach you to prophesy. I will lead you in the way you should go. He can pick you from your zero and get you married, get you prosperous, get you your children, get you every single thing you need. Would you follow his leading? Do you know God could even tell you, I know you're walking by faith, but go and see your doctor about your health. God can tell you. He knows where your faith is. He knows how much troubles might be coming that you're not dealing with properly. Go and see your doctor. God could tell you. He's real. He's more real than every one of us here. Who created us? But we're so used to this world that he looks like, does he really, he's not really there. He's more real than us. He made us. He's just asking for fellowship, relationship, intimacy. Come on. Third one. Let me start around. Into 1 Timothy chapter 2. Can, can you be louder a bit? third not say and so i'm just praying right. as we say you know speaking naturally i'm praying up a storm in other tongues and i've been for about an hour and i finally just said to the holy ghost you know he's in here and he is a person he is a, a, a divine personality all right pause. i said to you take it back so this ken hagen i'm sure you know by the voice already so they were praying about a guy he was a he's a rema student so he was dressing up to leave the house so he you know Fainted, his head hurt, so he fainted, was rushed to the hospital. So this was them now having to pray about the guy, all right? Pray for the guy. They were doing like a two-hour prayer. I think this was now the third day of praying two hours. I want you to pick something. I'll start rounding up on that. Let's go. And we spent an hour or two praying. Biggest part of it. Second night, same thing. Third night, same And so I'm just praying, as we say, you know, speaking naturally. I'm praying up a storm in other tongues. And I've been for about an hour. And I finally just said to the Holy Ghost, you know, he's in here. And he is a person. He is a, a, a divine personality. I said to him, you're not taking hold with me. Amen. Now, now, you see, for instance, you'd say about three of us got a hold of that piano. Boy, we're not doing good. Three more fellas come. Could we tell when they took hold with us? Yes. Could we tell when they took hold with us? Even in the natural. Sure. Same thing to the Spirit. And I said to the Holy Ghost, and all the time I'm speaking in tongues, praying in tongues, but I said to him, you're not taking hold with me. He said, no, and I'm not either. I said, why? He said, because he's going to die. 
Well, I said, uh, why is he going to die? He said, because he wouldn't do what I told him to do. See, you get out on the devil's territory, friend, get in disobedience, he can attack you. So I just got up. I mean, I had enough sense to know that. No, you just keep on butting your head against the wall, wasting your time. And I knew you couldn't explain that to the people. They wasn't in spiritual position to understand it. I said, well, let's just all lift our hands and praise God. We all lift our hands and praise God and went home. And I preached his funeral. Glad he made heaven. But I know he didn't have to die. So how do you know? Because God showed me exactly what to tell him. I never could get him to talk to him. If he had got him to listen to me, I could have kept him alive. But that's another story. I'll not get into that. I just want to emphasize the fact that the Holy Ghost is not going to do it on his own. He helps you do it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, now, people usually think that all praying is spiritual. That is, you know, with the Spirit. Well, no, a lot of it's mental. Now, you understand this, that you can be inspired to pray in your own language where your mind don't have a thing in the world to do with it. This comes rolling out of your spirit. Well, that's the inspired utterance, and that's praying in the Spirit. But most of our praying is just praying with our mental faculties. Amen. So God wants us to make spiritual intercession. He wants us to pray both ways, really. When you pray in tongues, you know you're praying about something. So you speak mysteries. You all know that. But then Romans 8 says the Spirit helps our infirmities. To help, help there means that He comes to take hold together with you against something. So again, He's saying it's like three of us want to move this thing, and it's very heavy, so three of us can't move it. So if we ask three more people to join us, won't we feel the extra help when they come? We will. So he said, so when you're praying about something, there's a time you can tell that the Holy Ghost is with me on this. How do you know? It's experience. Anybody get what I'm saying? You're rolling with him. He said, so they were praying for this guy. I said, Holy Ghost, you're not taking hold with me on this matter. Holy Ghost said, I am not. He said, why? He said, because he's going to die. He says, why? Because... He's not doing what I told him to do. So Higgins said, of course, he couldn't tell that to the people they were praying. He said, let's all just lift up our hands and go home. But he said, God even revealed what it was the guy should do. And he tried getting it across to the guy, but he couldn't. Being led also enters into your prayer time. Guys, we've learned to pray and prophesy while praying. But sometimes hopes are dashed. Because you prayed, you prophesied, and you now sometimes convince yourself that you spoke as God and for God without hearing God himself say something on that matter. Is it clear? I can say it again. Oh, thank you, Father. Oh, I've submitted my application. Oh, the righteous has faithful. So in the name, I'm praying and prophesying. I walk away. I'm done. Who said you were done? Were you engaging the Holy Ghost about the job? When you say, oh, I have victory, the job is mine. Did you speak or did he speak? So you end up saying things because you've learned prayer and prophecy. Oh, prophesy while praying. Say something while praying. But you now mix up me, say something like I'm speaking to the mountain in the place of prayer. You mix up me knowing when the iron is hot. Do you understand that illustration now? You pray to a point where utterance rises up in you, you know, fire the thing. But separate again from, he now gave me the thing to say. I know someone was driving to go, you know, collect money from someone that promised him money. And I was going there. And while he was going there, you know, just praying in tongues and singing in the spirit. And then he spoke out by the Holy Ghost. You will get there, he will disappoint you. You're coming back without the money. Who wants to hear that from a tongue and interpretation session? But are you trying to excite yourself and then get disappointed? Or you want to walk with the Holy Ghost? So he gets here and exactly what the Holy Ghost said. He got disappointed and he went back without the money. When you are in prayer, especially you are with someone, don't get busy saying everything and he never said anything. So that you don't start prophesying and then you are setting your own self up because you never heard the Holy Ghost. Am I clear? I can say it again. Why don't say quick, say round up. I remember when people started prophesying about the Chibok girls. Oh, in seven days they'll be back. Did God say it? Did God really say anything about it? Thank God for praying in tongues. So you pray. You should pray for nations and rulers. Timothy tells us that. But how do you pray for Pharaoh? Oh, 
Oh, Father, I pray wisdom for Pharaoh. Pharaoh will guide us right. Pharaoh will lead us right. God said, me, I'm hardening the guy's heart. So if you don't, by fellowship, understand the mind of God, you will prophesy what God never asked you to prophesy. Anybody getting me? You moved into a house and you knew from the first day, don't move into this apartment. Something's wrong here. Oh, kengabala, kabosa, karabosa, perebosa. And then the funny thing, when you prayed, you sensed, you know that feeling, right? The power of God's presence. That is not always proof that God said yes. Most times it is not proof that God said yes. Am I helping anybody? Pray in tongues, out loud, quickly. Out loud, out loud. You know you can be louder. Don't worry, just stop. I won't be able to give more time to that. You know if you continue like that, you start getting those sparks and vibes. Eh? When two people are interacting, those sparks and vibes will happen. What I mean is, your spirit is interacting with the Holy Ghost. Sparks and vibes will happen. But sparks and vibes is different from he now said, go ahead. Hear my English. I need to round up. So, you're praying about, should I travel? Should I not travel? Should I? And then you're praying, and then the whole place was getting charged. And char- that is not an answer. That is proof of fellowship. That is, two people are hanging out and romancing and loving. So chemistry is sparking and vibing. I ever prayed and you sense the power of God, but you still failed the exam and you're praying in an example. Anybody? I, me, I have. I can speak for me. I can't speak for you. I have. If you're about to start the paper, Combro Rogo Juice, afraid. Woo! And you failed. Anybody been there? Me, I have. Okay, I've seen some other hands. Some of you have never failed before, so or maybe, okay, maybe you failed, but you didn't pray. As in, you could even prophesy. Anybody been there? You know when that thing gets high, the next thing you want to start doing is what? Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, in the name of Jesus, I speak. I... Did he say, speak? Anybody getting me now? Did he say, speak? You got to be careful. You got to be careful. You're walking with someone. Don't fake it. And don't deceive your own self. So when you sense that, it's high. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Would you have me say anything? If he says no, keep quiet. Enjoy the fellowship. He might tell you something when you're on your way. Don't forget Jeremiah. The prophet also had to wait 10 days. Does it mean you always have to wait? No. I've come around people first day. I felt I should pray, but I felt no, you're not praying. Next time I came, I felt I should pray. No, you're not praying. Third time now, pray. You go, you go and pray and start saying what you were not supposed to say. Balance as I close. Doesn't mean you can't pray and speak by faith. But don't call it prophecy if it's not. Are you getting that? Can I hang you there? Is it clear? We could pick it from there next Sunday. Is that okay? Have you learned something today? Alright, summary, be led. I beg you. The biggest thing and favor you could do for yourself, please be led. Please be led. And yeah, speak to the mountain. Speak to every, you have every right to speak to every mountain. But while you are speaking to the mountain, be checking. Check your heart. Check your heart. Check your heart. If you're not picking anything in your heart, then keep speaking to the mountain. Is that okay? You learned something? Like I should start asking you one by one. What did you learn? <laughs> no, I'm not going to. I just said like I should. Oh, thank you, Lord. Lift your hands. It's just so sweet knowing that you love us, knowing that you have a better plan for us, far better than we can come up with ourselves, knowing that you lead, you guide, you instruct. We will be led. We choose to be led. We will always be led by your spirit. Thank you. Because our lives, our marriages and relationships, our businesses, career, projects, will all feel that impact of the leadership of your spirit. When you say no, we'll hold back. When you say pause, we'll hold on. If there's no refrain, we could just go. But our greatest desire is to grow more and more 
this intimate relationship with you. Grow more and more, more and more.